guys, welcome back to Daisy's Life. We're here again with the wonderful ladies of the Shaggy fandom. And they're here again this week with another social issue that they would like to talk about. And this issue is something that all of us face as women some point in time in our life. Not actually some point in time in our lives, but almost every decision time in our lives. And this decision is not only about about choice. This decision is about the facade of choice. Um, and why I say it's facade of choice is, is because this decision really, um, is, is not only about respect. This decision is about, um, is about money. This decision is about, uh, self-respect. This decision is about options. And this decision is mostly about choice. And we're talking about choice. And when we talk about choice, it's not that women do not have the chops to do the same job. Women are deliberately making choices not to uh, do the same jobs. Women are picking up jobs that are that are easier to do because they make a choice. Make they make choices uh, of of putting their families, of putting love, of their personal lives ahead of their jobs. Now that's one part of the story. But then the other part is career and love um, the choice between should I should I be career oriented or should I should I focus on family especially in their early 20s so there are aspects of this that we will cover today and we have ladies here uh, from the Shaki fandom and this came around because Anoki had this issue uh, last week and um, to have a, to get a lowdown on what Anoki um, um, Anoki felt and what Anoki, uh, the decisions that Anoki has had to go through. Let's have Shreya tell us. Shreya, what happened with Anoki? Let's get a lowdown on what happened with the series. And of course, there was a lot of romance and love, and we were all swooning the entire week. So tell us what happened. This week was a perfect teacup and a storm in a teacup, I would say, because it had everything. It had drama, it had romance, it had like real hard life choices in it. So it was a you know eventful week. We had Soria, you know, like breaking all barriers and going to Anoki. Finally, their you know reunion happened, and that back hug with all its intensity. And then there was like 20 minutes of pure romantic bliss, like you know that rosy tinted glasses. Like we would like the world to see like perfect romance. And then shit hit the storm, and uh, like Anoki had that you know pragmatism to call out Shorya and his, you know, biases against working women. He's, and that permission thing, which some women found very on the nose, I found it perfect for Indian television, for the audience, for the audience messaging. Because I, I mean, it's not subtle, but it's good start, I would say. So that conversation was really permission and choices. It was really well done, well written. I, I would want to, I want to talk about it later, but that permission part was important because um, because I know there was a lot of discussion around pseudo feminism and all that crap. But let's talk about it later. But carry on. Yeah, so that happened, and then short, then Anoki rejected. Like she had that you know vision and insight that I don't want to spend this my life with a guy that I know it's not gonna work out because he and I have very very different ideologies, and it was the crux and it is the crux of the show. So because of that, this clash of ideologies, she rejected him. And that this part that he's so crazy in love with her, that he had like, he lost his sanity for a moment. And he just went ahead and, you know, got married to her, which I don't consider it as a marriage. But like some people might do because Sindhur Holi was played between them. So yeah, they, and Anoki, I think she had like 
real balls that she called him out on that too that you know you're forcing me to do this which is not uh, like right with me and he has like he sees her point of view and he's like okay tell me what to do now what to do to make you accept me and my love and he has this like he is so much in love with her that he is willing to do anything to you know be with her but there's a twist he is still not a changed man and he is calling her out on that too that you are forcing me to change and do things your way and i am not ready to do it yet so you know this is their friction points i would i'm guessing it's not going to be a smooth ride and but it's definitely going to be interesting and also the highlight today was that they are now finally addressing the student teacher taboo point in their relationship which uh, is not i think touched upon it so much in depth till now but now i think they are taking it bold uh, and you know finally touching upon it and i am really interested to know how they'll take it further i'm i'm interested about in that too because remember we've had discussions we have de- we've had debates about it and on the show earlier uh, on a, on an earlier episode and and we didn't agree uh we agreed to disagree i guess on on certain aspects of it so definitely i agreed like scott and i agreed and you and like certain people did so yeah let's yeah we we had a we had a very animated discussion around it, i remember for sure <laughs> so so um, this was this was a good one but let's revisit that uh, that, that entire you know ag- agree to marry that that permission thing um from his point of view he's saying you just told me you love me and i love you so where is this permission that there was his logic to logic to it right he said i'm going to marry you anyway right so so that was his logic to this entire thing plus i i think he's he was in a shock she leaving him and there was trauma associated with his mother leaving and that triggered him right so he acted on a trigger right sumi um do you agree with his logic over there he didn't think he didn't think think this through but do you agree with that entire logic he actually panicked the same way uh, i see you uh, if you think about from his perspective uh, as a 4 year old boy he had seen the same thing he his mother left him she couldn't do anything to hold her back and that is one trauma that has defined his entire life you know he is not able to get past it and it has left deep deep scars now finally he has found somebody who he loves who loves him back and he's on the road to you know finally heal it's like he's on a healing path and suddenly that person decides to you know strike again where it hurts the most so he completely panicked for him it was unthinkable like how will he live if she goes away it was it was actually like that for him because he he cannot if there is a time that anokhi actually leaves him he will go on self destruction path because the kind of man he is it, it, she is like the calm to his storm and if she leaves the storm will unleash basically so he did at that at that moment of time he panicked same way when how he panicked when she was leaving to chandigarh after the whole you know uh, character assassination uh, thing happened uh, he did what he thought he could do to keep her with him also to i think there is somewhere a sense of insecurity and okay respect to shagun you know because shorey in that in the talk with her he mentioned very casually that he loves her you know but technically he has never loved shagun so from anokhi's point of view he loved shagun but still he asked her to choose between love and career and when she chose studies she le- he left her he left shagun 
so will it be that easy for shoret to leave me she would definitely think about that for shoret it was important to reassure her that no you are the one for me and i know it's a wrong way to do it you cannot you know just take out some sindoor and put it on somebody's forehead but he just did it at the spur of moment without thinking which is his character technically speaking i'm not defending him what he did is what he did was wrong but it is understandable why he did it so now it is how he understands what he did is wrong and try to tries to make amends for it this journey is now this is the part where you know she will see that he is trying to be a change you know a person cannot change in in a flash like that like okay i love you now i will remove everything that i have learned all my life and i'll just let it go it's a process that takes time it needs patience and it needs trust of other person as well that yes i trust you it will take time but i i support you so he needs trust from anoki and he is willing to do that effort previously he was not willing to do that effort that he didn't want to change now he wants to change that is the first step of changing if somebody wants to change that is how you start so i think he is on the right track he did this mistake but he will make amends for it so yeah i understand his his uh, difficulty there you understand the psychology here um so so but but that is an answer the question of whether um you know he was right in doing it or not what was he was he was this acceptable he wasn't right no he wasn't right see because you you cannot put uh just sindoor like that in somebody's somebody's forehead and claim that you are my wife but does that mean anything because i think that's a question that i would ask because i i don't understand a lot of these rituals to the extent that you know you you guys living in india do maybe maybe i'm i'm wrong here but but you know it's like i i had chandra chandra called me scared she's like oh what if i play holy and somebody does this to me uh, that means i am married to the guy uh, literally she was that that scared she's like i'm not going to play holy anymore is this going to happen to me so in reality it doesn't happen like that frankly speaking there are hundreds of things that you that you have to do to get married in india if you want a quick marriage then it's a task frankly speaking uh in in indian tv shows we take this with a pinch of salt it has always been like that if somebody fills your mug even in this this show they uh, shot a points out like if it was 70s movie i would you know cut my finger and <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> Whoever wrote that dialogue, I give them the award of the century. Why <laughs> are so funny? Yes, it has always happened that like that in the past. Blood of a man, if it fills your mang or your forehead, then you are married or sindoor. Plus here it was, I think one technicality here was it was a sindoor from temple, which makes it a little more like uh, ritualistic. But of course, yes, in real life, that will not mean that you are married. but he didn't register it or something so i mean does that hold anywhere i mean like literally i don't know in real life this marriage will not i don't think so i i mean i don't know maybe in some parts of the country there could be i have no idea about it i don't think it is it is a proper marriage but in i think in uh, indian television and film even film context i think that is how they go they take this with a pinch of salt it's a it's a creative liberty that they have been taking since like ever so okay so we so we decide this marriage is a marriage done okay perfect <laughs> now now her problem her problems and now i'm i'm confused about what her problems are so she starts with you don't respect women because shagun said that you don't respect women all right so her pro- first problem is what shagun brainwash her with 
as a middle class feminist girl, you're not going to let me study. All right. So that's her first problem that you're going to be between me and my my dreams. Then she pivots it to you are you're a sexist person and uh, and and, you know, uh, you will not change because you don't you don't respect women. Then she pivots it to I don't want to become like your mother. So she pivoted several times in in the causes of what her problems with him are. I do not understand what her real problem is. Just telling you, as, as, as a third party, she pivoted many times there with her problems. Anyone wants to take it, Supriya? Yeah. So I think um, her real problem was her scare that she will not get her chance to fulfill the dreams that she had for which she rebelled against her family, for which she came away from the family and she fought for that SIC post to study there. I think that is where the problem came. Um, I did agree with some of the things which she said, but I disagreed with some of the things which she made, uh, made conditions like. Um, the main thing, like the condition that she put about the mother, that, you know, I'm like your mother. You never tried to understand your mother. You were a kid. You were immature. Now you are not immature. Why are you not accepting? So that shows immaturity on her part too. Because she never tried to understand what this little boy went through. A four-year-old boy was abandoned literally by the mother for whatever reasons. Maybe good, maybe bad. She's, I mean, I'm not blaming Shaku. Uh, I'm not blaming you're, you're you're right because she was also privy to conversations between the mother and the father where the mother says it's our fault. Hmm. She's not taking that into account. Remember, she was there in the room, right? Yes, yes. So even then, she was forcing him that you go and accept your mother without even hearing his point of view. I did not like it. I'm sorry. I disagree with that there because uh, it's not easy for a man to take away the scars of a four-year-old and also being reminded time and again. Why is Shorya like this? Because Shorya has been reminded time and again by the family that your mother left you for her career. Your mother left you for her dreams. She didn't love you, so she left you. But that's not the truth. So nobody told him the truth. And even when he went to Asta, Asta also you know, berated him, but she did not make an attempt to tell him the truth. And that's where I was very uncomfortable with the scene. We can come later. But I think uh, um, Anoki is also quite a prejudiced girl, mainly because she's coming from an environment where she's seen misogynist men, where she's seen abusive men, where she's seeing that his, her mother was not allowed to go out. Her sister was asked to kill her dreams. So she's coming from her own mindset and conditioning. So she's imposing that on the conversations she had with Shakun or the way she saw Shorya treat Asta. So her main problem, I feel, is not Shorya or Shorya changing. Her main problem is to accept the fact that they, all men are not like her father or brother-in-law. There are men who will support you there are men who don't believe in all this you need but to but, but supriya she knows that because see her the way she looks at the cop is very different than how she looks at this guy i mean how does she not treat the cop like that he's also a man 
on the needs that we have right right basically a lot of choices we make are because we feel that uh, th- there is this there is this uh, dire need for for us when we're born we're told that we need to be liked more than you know this this entire thing about relationship is more important you have you you're the person that will put the family together you're the person uh, who has to maintain relationships the cost of the relationship is more than the cost of your career right we are given all those things to manage right then um, a woman is always told that uh, the, the the life of the kid is dependent on you so your career comes later but the kid comes first right so so these are things that are thrust upon us so a lot of times that the choice isn't a free choice yes our choices are dependent on these extraneous factors that um that that come with our choices a choice of being the choice of being liked or the choice of being respected our lives it is the biggest choices is that we need to be liked more than the fact that we need to be respected we don't we don't we, we don't say things we we keep quiet because it's very important that everybody around us likes us more than they respect us we don't negotiate for ourselves we don't we don't stand up for ourselves because our a lot of times our complacency is not really derived from free choice and that is why when you say the choice has to be mine for anoki that's such a loaded question because a choice is loaded 
we always end up our choices are dependent upon so many other things that that it's never a free choice and i'm going to leave that to the room let's discuss that yeah so uh, you are right choices are very conditioned by the environment of the women um, and how they have been brought up that they are saying that you know you have to love you have to respect the elders you these are the roles that you play uh, it again depends on the parents also that if the parents say that your self respect is the maximum so you do what is your not hurting your respect or ego then of course but i would also like to say add here I, it may be an unpopular opinion that men also don't have a choice many men that we know of because they have been taught that you have to take care of the family you have to be responsible and earn income for the family so many men if they stay at home just for a break they are they are pointed fingers at if men are not able to take care of the parents they are pointed fingers at so it's when when there is a loaded choice for a woman there is a loaded choice for a man man does not say it out loud it it comes as you know he has a lot of choices but many men that i knew or colleagues that i knew they were burdened by the family responsibilities they were burdened by the uh, family discipline so it it's it's uh, but yes women has more restrictions than men so that's why no i i was just saying ke surprise partly right that uh, like we have many decisions to consider it's not just us like we have to factor in many decision while making a choice for example if someone is having a kid they'll feel guilty like i would know if my mother is going to work she would feel guilty but i don't think my dad would feel guilty about you know going to work that's a guilt and that's not it's just how we're biologically also programmed and it's not and i'm not saying it you know i'm being very honest right now i think it's like women are in general a better caregiver and they are more emotionally in tune with their you know emotions for a kid rather than a dad and i'm not saying that you know statement loosely second thing is my mom like had like stayed home like for 25 years and then she like she was a housewife for 25 years and then she started working like now she has her own business and she did it like because she had free time and we are we were all grown up and she was like i don't want to make kids my whole life and that was a choice that she made after 25 years and now she's doing really well like she's even like doing so well is my everyone in my family is surprised that I, we didn't know you could do it the thing is it's just about the trigger like if you tell a woman that you you know you should do like it should come from within i feel even like for example if i am looking a guy right now i am educated so i would want i would i won't give up my education for, or career for anything and anyone be it anything so i don't know i think this choice thing is also very loaded men and women don't get playing fields ever like i don't think any guy would be asked that okay now you're getting married so how like do you want a working wife or would you allow your would you want a wife who would allow you to work i don't think they get asked this question Ever. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't know any man that's ever been asked. So now, now that you're getting married, would you like to? Would you like to continue with your career or, or sit at home? Yeah, exactly. I don't know any question. man that's ever been asked that question. Scott, have you been asked that question yeah. ever? See, now that, that you're getting really? married, would you? Would you? Would you? Would you? Would you mind sitting at home now and cook? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love cooking as. I mean, I love cooking as as a career. I mean, I have nothing against people who sit at home. 
Absolutely nothing against whom who are caregivers, sit at home. Absolutely nothing. But the choice. It's not a matter of what you do. It's the choice has to be yours. Whatever you do, the choice cannot be loaded. The choice has to be free choice. Not because you are the caretaker of, of something. You're supposed to be the caretaker because the gender roles are so predefined. Who defined these gender roles? Sumi. Let's talk about gender roles. How do we, how do we, th this, this, this gender role system is getting to me. Let's talk about gender roles. I would like to say one thing uh, before that, Mira, like choice about choices as we are discussing. Uh, I like to give my example. See, I was a career woman before I had a, a baby and it was completely my choice to take a break from the career. It was, in fact, everybody, even my husband, my in-laws, my parents, they were like, are you sure you want to do this? Because, you know, you have worked hard for all this time. You have a good career. I mean, do we really want to do? Because once you take a break, it's always said you know it's difficult to get back in that field again so are you you really want to do it and i had absolutely no pressure it was completely my decision because i wanted to do it it was my choice and now i'm doing this role i am at home and i'm taking care of my son i it gives me immense happiness but i also know after a couple of years i'm going to go back to my career role and again it is going to be my choice so it is it is like there is no for me it's not like what do you choose? Do you either choose a career or you choose a family? You can choose both. You can do both simultaneously or you can do one at a time or you can just do one. But as you said, it has to be the person's choice. And it is definitely... Now, let me, let, me, let, me, let me put it clever right there. Right there. Choice. Now, when it's the choice for the woman, it needs to be choice for the other party as well. Because, hey, feminism is not about women getting more rights than men. Feminism is about equitable. It's about choice. Feminism is, feminism happens then when everybody gets the same choices. And everybody, all the provisos of, are off the table. Everybody has the same options. Everybody has the same choices. And everybody's able to make the same choices with the same amount of freedom. Then how is it that choices exist for Anoki? The same choices don't exist for Shari. He's got all these levers. He's got all these provisos. He's got all these TNCs, terms and conditions. He doesn't have a choice. He only gets a wife if he does some stuff. How is it equitable? How is it feministic for him? Because, hey, if he, his feminism is not working for him. Actually, that is unfair of Anoki. Like, as Supriya said, it was unfair of her to ask him to make such a choice of, of, of a topic where she does not actually have a background on. She does not, no, not only have a background, but for him to have, for him not to have a free choice. It's his choice. Yes. It's his relationship. It's his choice. Yes, but she's also thinking, you know, here again, it's also like she considers her as a mother. She's also thinking, Astha would want to come back to the Sabarwal mansion. She cannot she think for another person. Her. It's not her job to think for another person. This is not her choice to make. It is Astha's choice to make. It's his son's choice to make. It has to be organically done. Yes, so she's thinking wrong on both parts. Both, both for Shore as well as for Astha. Because even if Shore asks her, Astha to come back, Astha is not going to come back like that. So yes, I agree. It is not a right decision, right choice of uh, like... She doesn't, she should not put a condition 
to accept the marriage not because if he gets asta back i i am i will accept the marriage the marriage has to be based on her trust on him and his love to her the, the decision has to be based on these two relationships relationship of them not on the third party who is going to come in the house or not So, so that was that was that wasn't based on feminism. That wasn't based on choice. That was not. That's not. That's not a factor that should have come in between. That was not. A, that was not feminist writing at all. Totally out of whack. Totally out of whack. Agreed. 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 Now, uh, Shreya, you wanted to say something. Yeah. Uh, so I, earlier we were talking about Ahir and like how is Ahir different than Shorya? So I'll tell you what. The way they both were introduced. So mm-hmm. when Ahir was introduced, he was introduced to Anoki through a specific lens. Like he was a savior of women who respected women, you know, who was very polite. He always used to, you know, respect women and all. And when Shorya was in, uh, initially introduced to Anoki, he was also that savior, compl- you know, savior. She was. She also had put him on pedestal because he had also saved Bubbly initially. But after the library incident, when he car- character assassinated her, her. thinking flip about him that this guy is not he is not perfect he has his issues and when uh, you know devi announced their engagement and shorya didn't stand up for anoki you know he just let a devi make that announcement and anoki had to you know get embarrassed in front of everyone and she had to leave so she had seen him not taking a stand for her publicly so her apprehensions about him are totally valid that kya guarantee hai ki aap mere liye aage Stand lay sakte because she can see clearly history is repeating repeating itself. Shan has not taken a stand for us in all these years. Same way, Shorya has also not publicly taken a stand for Anoki as of yet. So she need she needed to see that you know side for and she's like, how do I judge that you have changed or not? So I'll say, how can I just take your word for it? Which is fine because she had her biases and it's not coming out of thin air. She had. Like seen glimpses of him, his misogynistic behavior, and plus he admitted that he uh, made uh, like he forced Shagun to make a choice about career or her education, uh, her love. So she has seen both of them. So all her apprehensions were not invalid. I wouldn't say that. And plus, this is the first show that they have some ambitious women, and they are not the vamp. So that's my beef with every ITV that they, you know, idealize a certain. They just show one kind of woman as ITV lead, the one who's you know binding the family, who's taking care of everyone, who's serving everyone tea and coffee, and you know. So this is the first show where they're showing that a woman is actually serious about her career and she doesn't want to get married. And you know, and and she's not emotional. She's very practical. That doesn't happen a lot. Like no ITV lead has the guts to call out a man. I'm choosing my career over you. I don't think that's how it will happen. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. No, I think I think you're right. There needs to be a reboot on this entire concept of of uh, of feminism. And of course, this is a this is this is an advancement on the entire concept of choice. But I'm just pointing out that there is a big gap in. in thinking about feminism you can't think about feminism uh without you you can't give choice to one party and no choice to the other party you can't throttle the other party without feminism is not about empowering women by throttling the men it can't happen uh feminism in feminism the men empower women so men men are the empowering 
powerful women. You can't have feminism leaving men behind or 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 killing men or or being 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 uh, being being mean towards men. That is the, the savagism. That's not feminism. So that this entire anti-men stance uh, is 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 evil. That's that cannot be defined as feminism. We need to come out of it. We need to come out come out and define. Um, and I think I think ITV needs a feminism reboot in a very big way, and we need to talk about it. Uh, and and the way the way feminism has been defined here is very basic. It, it's a 1970s feminism. I need choice. That you need choice. We get it. Everybody needs choice. But choice is such such a loaded thing when you put so much you, you put so much uh, pressure on choices. You first tell the woman that every every goddamn responsibility in the world is yours. The responsibility of maintaining the relationship is yours. The responsibility of the kid is yours. The responsibility of 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 peace of the world is yours. The responsibility of food and and belongings is yours. And now here's the choices that you have. You first funnel it down for her and then say, here's here here now now make the choice. That's no choice. Your choice is not independent of all these other extraneous factors. So first, let's talk about that. Let's bring the choices to be equitable between men and women, right? Let's let's make the make the field leveled. So that was one point. All right, women get the choice. Now, why are women still, you know, there's this guilt factor that women have. They still go ahead and pick up jobs that are not as high paying as men pick up. Men get into comp competitive fields and women go and pick up jobs that are that are that are more caregiving, that are more that, that are less paid because they feel that if it's less stressful, they can take care of the home better. They get more time for the home. They deliberately go pick up less paying jobs and therefore the wage gap becomes bigger. Now, a couple of things that uh, how it impacts is women become less wealthier as, as a group. And because they're less wealthier than they the, the power, the, the power, the purchasing power that women as a, as a group have becomes less the wallet that women hold becomes less and they become less vocal they become a less purchasing uh, they have less purchasing capacity and therefore less influential so this all trickles down to the voice of women as a whole and and this has repercussions in an economy this is this is this has repercussions on their rights this has repercussions on their ability to negotiate for themselves this is big so the guilt that women have uh, that they come with it it's not something that they're born with this is something that society gives to them at different parts of uh, different times in their lives this is something that that we give to them as a society how do you tackle that and this is not something that 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 you know we don't have we all come with it that you know now that you're a woman now that you're a girl you have to grow up and do this to your this is your duty towards this is your responsibility this is what you will grow up with your first First port of call is going to be your children, your family. This is what we're given. This is what we're taught. How do you grow out of it? Is this, is, are we going to be bad girls if you're told, no, it's not. It's you, yourself, and your career. Are we going to be called bad girls? Let's talk about it. Let's have a story. Uh, so uh, definitely not. But then, uh, yes, also. Because uh, if you choose a separate path, I, I have faced it. 
to be very honest so i'll just give you my experience um initially when i started out i decided that i will be a very career oriented person because i wanted a family too and i decided to have a family and all so i decided to be a career oriented woman um and then obviously i was growing in my career but then there were people men around me families around me who were saying that why are you i mean what about your family what about your marriage and i was like okay when it will happen it will happen but right now i'm focused on my career um soon uh, i decided to be a single mom by choice um and then uh, i i get messages that you are a career oriented woman so how can you decide to be a single mom by choice as like how will you give time to your kid as like both are not interchangeable i can still give time to my kid by having a career too and it's my choice isn't it and slowly i did that but then there there were set of people who accepted my decision there are set of people who called me a rebel also they said you have chosen to rebel against the society to answer your question to come out of that guilt you need a change not just in the society but in the workplaces also because in workplaces when we are working then people are like oh if a child comes in and disturbs your zoom you get very upset men don't get upset they are very cool about it and um, it's cute if if a child comes and disturbs a man it's not cute if a child comes and disturbs a woman yes but then fortunately you know i had good women leaders whom we could look up to and one of the women leaders said it's okay if the child is disturbing me so in the one of the conferences only she said that you know my child uh, messed up all my settings i'm not able to do it so give me just 5 to 10 minutes i'll just uh, do it so she was trying to give that confidence also and then that builds confidence so if you really want to get out of this guilt factor you need a lot of women leaders to come out and say hey it's okay we can still manage our family and careers we can still do this you know you need, you do not feel guilty so the woman tends to feel guilty on two counts one she is not giving time to her family two she is not being productive at workplace and that that guilt is not there for a man i want that i want to go to i want to go to sumi and now supriya so so sumi what do you say about that you've been you've been through this tell me actually i think it's also one double edged sword you know suppose somebody who is a career oriented woman and for some reason you know suppose you you get a job in some other city you have a family in another city now you have to make a decision what should i do where should i go if a woman chooses career then obviously she'll be called as you know you know you are just a career oriented woman you are neglecting your family if she chooses family people are going to kind of you know ridicule her like you have worked so hard excuse me you know. excuse me excuse me sumi who are these people they are people they are people in the workplaces they are people who who even How, like, you know, are they are they paying your bills who are no, these people they, why do they matter people who like to pass judgments on everything that the other person is doing these are those people you know who have who have an opinion about everything that happens in other people's lives and we are unfortunately surrounded by so many of them in different areas of our life you know not just family at work places you know acquaintances and so on so on and so forth so uh, i think the like as supriya said workplace support leaders who understand what it is to be to manage both and not feel guilty about 
as well as a home support is very important in that so that you know family or family if a family stands by a decision uh the guilt will go away because they understand what you are doing is right why do you feel guilty because you know you somehow think that you are doing something wrong that because you are choosing one thing you are neglecting the other thing so when you have people who support you who tell you that it is not like that you are doing the right thing and we understand where you are from that guilt goes away and i have seen that i have been guilty i have been made feel guilty of leaving my job not from my family but of from people who are like acquaintances even friends have asked me what kind of stupid decision is this you know leaving something for leaving such a good career for you know you can always manage it i said i know i can manage it is my choice so when my family supported me that's okay we are okay with you either ways we are okay if you want to continue career and family or we are okay if you continue want to continue only family so then the guilt stops so the support has to be from every part of society workplace as well as home and that is if we we start teaching people that if you are making a choice do not be guilty about it that that is how it's, it's a long process but i think that is how you start with it so okay so shriya you want to say something about that yeah i have three points to make first i'll start with the anecdote like i don't have a kid but i am the child and i am someone's child who's working so i can tell you some personal experience so i had this thing when my mom started working like crazy hours i got like very pissed off at her I was like why like how are you not giving me time i was so used to getting her time and all and i and she made me she just asked me one question your father has been working for 26 years he is a workaholic he doesn't come home for like hours and hours do you ask the same question to your father and that shut me up like anything and i just realized that i had this crazy unrealistic expectation that my mom and see this is the thing we glorify women as you know multitaskers stop glorifying super that. women why yeah. why why are we expected to be doing everything perfectly why do women have to be perfect we can be slackers and be fine right exactly. we don't have to be perfect yeah why do do they have to balance everything they can do like it's about priorities right now her priorities are work so she should focus on that and if her she is her priorities are how she could like focus on that there's nothing wrong with that like stop making this thing that oh only those women who can balance both are good women and those who can't used to make them feel guilty exactly so this perfection like this pressure of even for a working woman to be perfect and you know balance her family that is unrealistic so we should stop glorifying that this my second point was the thing about finances that you talked about so the thing is in india uh, usually the son gets inherits the family uh, properties and the money so that is why the daughter doesn't get the same agency that a son might get even now even now the, the by law daughters don't get the same money as by law by law the by law you get this is the societal thing so because of that but it's so slowly changing that's what i'm saying slowly it is changing that you know now daughters are also inheriting their properties and all so that that situation is improving but my point was why this is, has been happening for so long is that they didn't have the financial you know agency that a guy would have and the third thing was like in my home i don't know if, and i think it's, it's the same for major city uh, like thing my brother is also taught that you should also do your own work and you should share it's not just a woman's job to do the household work the 
it's the conditioning so all the work gender roles is very important somebody woke up a lot of long time ago and decided women have to do this job and men have to do this job that's untrue all jobs are for every people nobody laid it out in stone that this is a woman's job and this is a man's job all jobs are for all people there is nothing called women's job and men's job supriya so, want to say something and we have to wrap up now so this is the last round yeah, supriya so for gender roles you know uh, there is a clear demarcation that man is a knowing member woman is a natural that was when and they had to hunt hunt uh, hunt elephants yeah. and all not anymore as long as the men are not hunting elephants and and, and sheep and goats and and tigers no, no, anymore no, let's, let's, if they're not hunting they can wash dishes and they can I, clean and cook they need to I, which is how it has to be there are companies uh, international companies that when a kid is born the men get paternity leave it is for them to support their yes. wives because childbirth is not only a woman's problem it's a man's responsibility as well man men have to step up now having said that having said that we we are talking about gender roles here this is the time for men to start rethinking for women who have sons to start retraining let us leave this old thinking behind women who have sons please train your sons uh, tell them to get out train your sons to get out of this gender role 19th century thinking which which is not which is not what women of today are expecting out of their partners going further and and on, honestly this should be taboo when when women of today get married they should check this with the men they should this should be one thing that should, they should take off do they believe in gender roles or not so so hey listen as a society let me just close this now as a society it's entirely up to us women and and i have said this to you guys before and i'll say this to your fandom once again we have to take all the negative words and convert them into positive meanings right this is this is our power as women right so if there is something that has a negative connotation let's convert that into a positive action right so what what do you want to do with this today's session what is the action that you want to take one is the fact that the the takeaway is that you know as women we should not feel ashamed about about responsibility we should not feel the responsibility as women there is nothing that we should feel responsible for in terms of you know this is our duty or this is our responsibility as women we should feel responsible for exactly the same thing as our brothers as as the men of the family feel responsible for there should be no difference in in the responsibility we feel for our family and what they feel for the family equity is what we what we demand and equity is how we should be looking at things too right so there should be no extra pressure on our choices that's one the second thing is this entire concept of pressure from 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 a family from an extended family what people are going to say please take it away from what people are going to say does not matter because those people will never pay your bills they're not going to be the ones who get hurt they're not going to be the ones who will cry they're not going to going to be the ones living your life you are going be the ones living your life your choices are going to be the ones determining your life so please stop thinking about log kya kahenge that is the biggest disease that that our society has log kya kahenge stop please log kya kahenge kehne do doesn't matter log kya kahenge kehte rahenge 
तुम कुछ करोगे भी नहीं फिर भी लोग कहेंगे दैट इज अ रियालिटी तुम करोगे तो कहेंगे नहीं करोगे तो कहेंगे तो करने दो तुम अपना काम करो राइट दर्ड थिंग बींग चॉइस अपनी चॉइसिस को फ्री रखो अपने लिए जो आप करना चाहते हो अपनी केपेबिलिटी के हिसाब से करो लोगों के कहने पे नहीं करो अपनी केपेबिलिटी के हिसाब से करो अपनी चॉइस के हिसाब से करो चॉइसिस आर इंपॉर्टेंट एंड फ्री योर चॉइसिस ऑफ ऑल दीज इनकम्बरेंसेज ऑफ ये प्रेशर वो प्रेशर अपनी चॉइसिस के हिसाब से करो एंड लव और करियर चॉइस नहीं है आप सब कुछ कर सकते हो You can do all of this together. Love or career, जैसे अनोखी बोलती है ना लव और करियर वो चॉइस नहीं होता नहीं आप सब कुछ कर सकते हो साथ में चूज योर पार्टनर केयरफुली चूज पार्टनर सपोर्ट यू अगर अगर आपके साथ आप, आपकी वो एक चॉइस आपकी लाइफ बना सकती है और बिगाड़ सकती है चूज योर पार्टनर केयरफुली दैट इज द मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट चॉइस इन योर लाइफ दैट यू विल मेक बिकॉज दैट वन पर्सन कैन ईदर either take you far or it can destroy you. so all these things are very important um anything else i'm missing here girls i think we summarized it right i, I just want to say one quick thing so this thing is like a, a progressive people would say i am raising my daughter as my son and i was like you know raise your daughter as raise, your daughter daughter but raise ra- ra- raise your son to to think about think about himself as as a daughter because we raise our daughter we raise our daughters to think about everybody else raise your son to think of everybody else too right so right. i will leave it there we have to wrap up right now we're kind of out of time so this was fantastic girls again another productive session we have findings here and we have things that we can take back to the fandom and turn it into action as usual thank you you guys have amazing 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 uh, week and we'll be back here next saturday again talking about what we going to talk about next week will be dependent upon what you guys bring to us right another another topic of advocacy lovely having you here sumi supriya shreya we were saying manushi today she wasn't feeling well and we'll have her back again with us next week thank you for being here again take care scott says bye he's sitting right here he's he's enjoying enjoying this california sun and uh, well guys bye see you again have fun chaki fandom take care bye